BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Raising Good Humans. I'm Dr. Aliza Pressman, and today is a bonus episode all about siblings because the holidays are coming up, the candy is plentiful, the sleep is getting bad, and moods are changing. So even though there's lots of cheer and joy, there may be some sticky sibling situations. I've gotten a lot of DMs on my Instagram at Raising Good Humans podcast. Keep them coming. So today I combined a bunch of questions so that I could answer them by talking about siblings. I'm talking about sibling rivalry versus sibling bullying. I'm talking about ways to intervene that are more like an emotion coach versus a judge. And we're talking about some language that you can use to support siblings as they are learning to live together and support each other. If you enjoy this episode, please don't hesitate to subscribe, rate, write a review. It helps me get the word out. It helps me get this podcast to more people. And if you have time and you are up for an exciting event on December 10th, we're doing a Raising Good Humans live podcast. And you can go to my Instagram at Raising Good Humans podcast and link in the bio to get tickets. My proceeds will be going to a wonderful organization, Save the Children, that focuses on helping children in poverty in the United States. The first thing to really keep in mind and help kids understand is that you can let go of trying to be fair and trying to convince your kids why you're fair and start to embrace that it is equitable, that it is about uniqueness of each child and each child's needs, that you don't love them the same. You love them each for who they are individually. There's a great line in Siblings Without Rivalry The line is essentially to not focus on being loved equally, be loved uniquely. So if you remove the emphasis on equal and fair and comparisons, you actually feel better. Nobody wants to think that everything is exactly equal. If they focus on that, what you're always going to find is some sense of less than I didn't get as much constant comparison. But if you focus on what is unique about each individual's existence, they will feel loved for who they are and stop making those comparisons. So there are a few other ways that you can help put in the water that you're loving your child for their unique self and not focusing on fairness and equality. 
One way is very obvious, resist the urge to make comparisons. So we often make comparisons. We point out what one child is doing right. You're so good at cleaning up your room. We might even say something like, why can't you be as fast at getting out the door as your brother? Any of those things really set a tone for comparison, even if it's well-meaning because you're trying to both boost one kid who's accomplishing something and also maybe, you know, put a little competition in there to get a child to be motivated. But it doesn't actually pan out that way. It really adds more to the sense of sibling rivalry. Now, another way to think about it is if you're trying to get kids to do something and you're labeling them, one is a math person, one is the artist, one is the musician, and you're doing it again to bolster the self-esteem of one, it can accidentally again, cause this comparison. So for example, they're curious and interested in doing art as well, but they're not the artist. They're not labeled as the artist and they don't want to sort of take that spot. Then sometimes kids actually want to know, who do you love more? Or, you know, do you have a favorite? Or you always give in to this sibling, or you're always spending so much more time with the child that you have to take to lots of sports activities, whatever it is, when you focus on the child's individual needs, instead of claiming that there is equality, if you said, you know what, I know that it's been tough this month because Penelope's had a lot of tournaments. Let's find a time that we can spend together. I know you need some time too. But it's not about, you know, trying to pretend that it has been equal. Sometimes Equal time can also not even feel equal because one kid just views time differently. So those things are really important to keep in mind because then you're going to stop arguing with your kids to justify why you're so good at loving them equally, treating them equally, all that stuff. You can just say, you're right. I have been spending more time with your sister. We've been planning her holiday party and we had a lot to talk about. I know it's not easy to sit back and wait when you have lots of things that you want to talk about with me. And I can't wait for us to have our time together. Now, the other point here is that if you do hear a lot from one child that there's a favorite, there's a sense that there's a favorite, check in with yourself. Sometimes we accidentally have a favorite, not because we love one more than the other, but one might be easier than the other. One might remind us of ourselves and therefore is easier to hang out with or because of that, they're harder to hang out with. So we need to know what our bias is so that we can make sure to just be a little conscious with the child that seems like they're not quite as much in our favor. But you can also protect the child that you do tend to favor because On the other side of that is, oh gosh, I feel so self-conscious of how much I favor one kid that I'm I'm actually treating them worse because I know that my feelings are this way and I'm valuing them in this particular way. Again, when you focus on your child's unique qualities and their individual needs, instead of on making everything fair, even down to a smaller tummy needs a smaller piece of cake. You know, that's just a need that's different than a bigger tummy. 
So you don't have to cut everything evenly. And children won't look for that because they aren't looking to get equal amounts of things anymore. They aren't looking to have equal time anymore. They're looking for the quality that makes sense for the needs that they have in that moment. If your child is saying, you love my sister more than me, you might also say, instead of the temptation to say, I love you both equally, you could say something about what exactly you love about each child uniquely. There's only one of you in this whole world. And I love that one of you more than you could ever imagine. Lastly, on fairness, we can really get into a cycle of arguing, of really proving to one child that's complaining that they're not accurate, that they're totally ridiculous, that everything is fair and here's why. And this is how much time I spent with you yesterday. And this is how much you're getting of this piece of cake, whatever it is. Remember, once you're arguing, you've lost. What you want to do is validate their feelings. They don't feel like you love them equally. So you can tell them that must feel so awful to think that I have more love for one of you than the other. Here's what I have. I have all the love in the world. And I love you for this. And I love your sibling for that. I love you uniquely. And so you really want to cling to that instead of, what are you talking about? I've been going to lots of tournaments with your sister this month, but last month you had play practice that I was at every day. By the way, these examples are total fantasy. My children are not doing either of those things. Now I'm going to take a little break so that I can tell you about my sponsors. Hey parents, Dr. Aliza here. Do you know that kids aged five years and older can now be protected from COVID-19 through vaccination? It's okay to have questions about COVID-19 vaccines. Just make sure you get your answers from a reliable source, like your child's doctor or nurse. You can visit the CDC website, cdc.gov for additional information that you can trust about how COVID-19 vaccines can protect your entire family. That's cdc.gov. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam. It's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. So you don't have to. I am such a person who (laughs) signs up for subscriptions. I'm so into them for the convenience. I really love the subscriptions that I want, but I am very bad at checking to make sure that I still want them or that I've gotten rid of them. Sometimes I think I got rid of them and all too many months, if not years go by, and I did not. So don't fall for the subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash humans. Go right now, truebill.com slash humans. It can save you thousands of dollars a year. And now 
a word from my sponsor, OneSkin, which is a longevity company led by a team of five PhDs developing solutions to slow down, maybe even reverse aging. OneSkin harnesses the science of aging to develop products that extend the length of time that skin is healthy and youthful. OneSkin's topical supplement is a daily moisturizer powered by their proprietary peptide OS1 the first peptide scientifically proven to reduce the biological age of skin. So you can ditch your 10-step skincare routine without compromising on results, since OS1 is designed to be your all-in-one solution to skin health. I am, as you probably have noticed, a big fan of anything that saves time. This saves time and money because one skin products are the result of a thorough research and backed by data validated claims. You can waste less time and money on trial and error searching for effective, safe anti aging products. I say in quotes. And you can save time because you don't have to have a bunch of different layers of products on your skin. And I love this part all the aging experts who created this are women. So not only are they extensive researchers, they also have firsthand experience that you can trust. And I love when women are the brains behind a business. I don't like endorsing products unless I actually believe in them. So when I received One Skin, I was so excited, sold on just the concept, but my skin does feel more hydrated and just has an improved overall appearance. So visit oneskin.co slash humans and use the code humans, H-U-M-A-N-S, for 15% off your first purchase. The code applies to one-time purchases and the first order of subscription purchases. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O slash humans and use the code humans for 15% off your first purchase. Okay, so now another thing that comes up with sibling rivalry is the confusion about the roles the labeling of those roles. So earlier when I was talking about, you know, you're a math person or an art person, that is a totally natural thing to say when you're trying to help a child feel special. I know that it is such an impulse if you have one kid who just isn't shining at school. So you really want to pull out, you know, hunt for the thing they're good at and name it, which I always recommend. Just be mindful that when you are hunting for that thing that they're good at, it isn't at the expense of the sibling. So now they're, you know, again, as I said before, they're labeled as the artist. And so the other sibling, while curious about art, feels inhibited. Now, when siblings are fighting, which of course happens all the time. So some of this is going to be tension with you. It's not fair. Certainly during the holiday season, gift giving, we feel like we have to make it all equal. But again, think of it as I'm giving a unique gift to each child, if that's what you're doing. And it's going to make sense for their needs, their wants, their hopes, their dreams. And it's not going to be something that will feel unequal when it's the same thing anyway because it means something unique for each kid. But when they're fighting, if they're fighting and you have the urge to intervene, here's one thing to gauge. Do you need to protect one of your kids from a bully? Or is this just 
the natural wear and tear of siblings. And the most important thing you can do is try to help them work it out themselves through emotion coaching when they're younger and backing off when they're older. Oftentimes, especially with older siblings, the younger sibling might do something aggressive or might ruin something or something really upsets an older child. The older child lets them have it. And now the older child's getting in trouble. They should know better. They're too little. How can you do this to them? Any of that stuff, which is totally natural because why wouldn't you get super upset if your child is being your little baby, even if your little baby is five, is getting screamed at. But instead of jumping in to solve it and saying, did you do this? You know, like there's a tattler and you're listening to one kid. Know that you can do something a little more neutral. This emotion coaching side where you can point out, hey, your sister wants her nail polish back. That's it. (laughs) Your sister wants her nail polish back. What can you do to help her? okay, then it can be something rude that comes back at the sibling who took the nail polish. And the sibling who took the nail polish is like, well, I'm not giving it back because she's nasty. Whatever that moment is, instead of, again, fixing it, emotion coach. Okay, so now you tell the other kid, you want your nail polish back. What's a different way that you could ask for your nail polish back so that your sister might respond in a way that you feel is more generous? then they're coming up with how to solve problems and they're going to get better and better at it. You pull back more and more and you are not the judge anymore. You are observing and coaching, but you are not the judge. So as your emotion coaching, you want to just make sure that you give as neutral, like you don't take sides. And if you know I'm the oldest in my family, I so empathize with my oldest and I identify with what they're experiencing. So I'm kind of siding more with them. Just check in. And once you're aware of it, you'll be a little bit more mindful and, you know, it's never going to be perfect. So the steps to emotion coaching always start with acknowledging children's feelings about what's going on. You're making an observation. You're acknowledging their feelings. You're listening to them so that you understand what's happening without being ready to jump or pounce. (laughs) And you want to show an acknowledgement of how difficult this is for them. You might even ask them on a scale of one to 10, how hard is this argument? How hard is this problem to solve? To see it, you know, like maybe one, two, three, and four, You let them solve on your own. They say it's a four. We're going to take care of it on our own. We'll get back to you. But if it's a five, six, seven, they need your help. Eight, nine, 10, they need to get some time to regroup, calm their bodies, and then you guys can have a conversation about it. Now, all that's well and good until someone's about to throw a block at someone else's head. And then you absolutely need to protect their body. At that point, if children are roughhousing, it's different. That's like puppies playing. You can back off. You, If you're confused, you might even say, guys, is this, is this puppies playing? Are you guys in control of your bodies or do you need my help? So play fighting, again, think of puppies. They both need to agree to it. If one kid says that we're play fighting and the other isn't, that is not play fighting. And so then you do need to intervene. 
but you intervene to protect their bodies, help them get back to zero, and then they will be able to regulate and then communicate. You cannot communicate before you regulate. So if it's a one, two, or three, that's just truly ridiculous. You never need to pay attention to it. That's just when you go into your happy place and don't worry about it. It's when it gets to be real anger that you might want to do that, observing how they're feeling, you know, validating those feelings and helping figure out how to explain each point of view to one another as your emotion coaching. Still, when you've done that, you've taken them back to zero. They're now calmer. And then you can still say, I think you guys have got this. I think I have a sense of what's happening. Did I explain both of the sides accurately? You can even try a little role reversal, ask the one, you know, I have Penelope and Vivian. So let's say I say, Penelope, tell me what Vivian would tell me is happening right now. And then Vivian, you tell me what Penelope's feeling. That way they kind of sit in each other's shoes. They might make fun of you for it and you'll get a laugh. Who knows? But it's some way for them to get other perspectives. And then if it's definitely dangerous, you absolutely can separate kids. So once it's a seven, eight, nine, or eight, nine, 10, you can say, everybody needs to cool off. You're not placing blame with anyone. You're just taking bodies, making them safe, and then you can move along. Now, there are situations where kids have bullying in sibling relationships. It's totally different when that's what's going on. So Keep in mind, if you're experiencing something that you can't tell, is it, you know, is this bullying or is this like totally normal wear and tear? Here are some things to think about. First, does it feel below the belt? Does it feel like, wow, that was um, incredibly harmful physically or emotionally? That becomes sibling bullying, not sibling rivalry. If it becomes bullying and if it's severe and it's ongoing, that actually can cause lasting harm. Sibling bullying isn't about being wrong or right or a specific issue. It's a pattern of repeated behaviors to establish power, hurt, insult, cause distress, and it's so clearly lopsided. And that should not be taken lightly. And that's not, you know, let them figure it out and work it out for themselves. That's where we do actually need to intervene because both kids need to feel safe in their home. They need to feel comfortable in their family and they need to know that there are actually constructive ways of handling all of the complex feelings that they might be feeling that might lead them toward bullying behaviors. So in order to do that, it's important to establish really concrete rules about how family members should treat each other For younger kids, you can make a list, you can write it out, you can have pictures, whatever it is, it should be explicit. You can make family meetings to come up with those rules. It's not an angry conversation. It's a, we need to set some ground rules for how we operate in this household or how we engage with each other in this household. Sometimes we can get really mean and angry and that's totally natural there is a limit. So let's make some house rules. So one of them might be, you know, not to intentionally cause harm, bodily harm or emotional harm that you do put ups instead of put downs. Now, of course, 
there's inevitably going to be put downs. And everybody's going to have a different definition of what bullying behaviors are, what persistent and damaging behavior is. It's all relative. But you never want to have the kind of home life for any child that feels threatening. So it's really important to know the difference, not be a helicopter, not overreact for this sort of typical wear and tear. But if you're seeing a persistent, repeat, cruel, lopsided relationship, there may be sibling bullying going on. And again, that is where you really want to take action and not count on them to work it out themselves. When we model what we expect and when we expect a relative level of civility with some flexibility that we know puppies play and play fight and argue and have their thing, but everybody's safe and it is mutual. Siblings can really thrive. Last thing I'll say about siblings today is when you have a new baby and your older child doesn't seem thrilled, or when you have younger kids who are saying, I hate you, or they're telling you or opening up to you that they hate their sibling, we might have a real natural urge to say, you don't mean that. You love your sister, or you don't mean that he's just a little baby. He needs your help. We need to teach him kindness. The problem with that is you're not validating your child's feelings. So try instead to really acknowledge what they're telling you. You feel like you really hate your sibling or you wish your sister would not come in your room and mess up all your things. So you're not saying go easy on them. You're not trying to explain away the sibling's behavior. You're just acknowledging it. You're mirroring back to them their complaint and you're saying that feels hard. I get it. And then you can say, how can I be of help? Or I'm here to listen, or I have some suggestions if you're interested. But first and foremost, you want to acknowledge their feelings and not try to force that love, which exists, of course. But when you tell them they don't feel the mixed feelings that they're feeling, then again, they're just more likely to keep those feelings from you. They're not more likely to not have those feelings. So that's all I'm doing on siblings today because we are going to have a whole episode dedicated to siblings and I can't wait to talk more about it. In the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to come to my Raising Good Humans live podcast on Friday, December 10th. You can go to my Instagram at Raising Good Humans Podcast to sign up. The link's in the bio and have a wonderful week.